You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, Maggo. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I am your host, author Brendan Dilly. It's my book right here. Still breathing the wisdom and teachings of a perfectly flawed man. You pick that up on Amazon. Dot com, barnesandnoble.com, or any other major book retailer. I promise you'll love that book. Also, if you love the show, support the show. Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. Yes, this show is broadcast for free. All we ask is that if you find it worth your time and your energy and you find value in it, to support us at subscribestar.com forward slash the Dilly Show for any range of uh, what's comfortable for you financially. So we've got as little as five dollars a month, and as much as I think like a hundred or two hundred. I don't know what the I don't know what the highest level is, but there's a high level, and uh, I am I am happy all the same. If you just uh, go to subscribestar.com forward slash the Dilly Show and find what works for you, that is great for us and this broadcast. Also, if you love the show and you want to take it on the road with you, you can now do so via podcast. By going to bit.ly forward slash forward slash the Dilly or Dilly Show rather, bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show, and and for all of our podcast listeners out there, it would mean a lot to me if you guys could make it a point to subscribe to the podcast channel and also give us your review. I think that it's a it's a star rating system. If you could just give us your thoughts, uh, you know, it helps grow the podcast organically and lets other potential listeners, uh, you know, know what to expect. So bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show for the Dilly Show podcast, courtesy Magical tr- magical Producer Trevor. All right, good morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday, June 7th, 2023. I want to take a moment to say a special shout-out to my guys, California and Magical Trevor. Last night, Twitter Spaces was lit. We do it every single Tuesday. If you missed the Twitter Spaces, don't panic. Don't worry. It's available via podcast. Same exact link. You can go find it. Uh, through the Dilly, through dillyshow.com or through the, the bit.ly link. But uh, yeah, you guys can check that out. But um, appreciate you guys. We had a great, uh, I think we, it was a great conversation. It went really well. Also, shout out to uh, the incredible memers, California, Leah Memes, and Lauren Eve on the Trump train meme. And in my understanding, I haven't got a chance to confirm this, but I have it on fairly good authority, uh, essentially the meme team. That uplifting, uh, exciting um in invitation to the trump train uh meme song has totally triggered all of the desantards on twitter like we're talking vitriolic insane replies to a uplifting fun song about maga i mean it's nuts like this is nuts this is not an irrational or normal response it is the total and complete unhinged uh, reaction to the Trump trend video. I actually, I want to ask somebody something real quick. See if we can grab Randy. I got to get Randy's opinion on this. Randy is like a master of, like, she makes the trolls more angry, I think, than anybody. Mike does a pretty good job, but Randy... Can you ring? Yes, you... Here, sit sit down. We won't do camera. I just want Mike. Just Mike. It's fine. I I know it's impromptu, but I had a question, because, like, so you got your mic over there? Can you talk? Yeah, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, yeah, you're there. Okay. Oh, hi, Red. Oh, and Red has invaded the office. Guys, I know this is a, a funny start, but I, I do want to address it because so 
wife, here's what I'm talking about right now. I know that you are, you've observed over the last few days, and I think Tiff did as well. You mentioned it. You guys are getting like these crazy unhinged trolls. Oh, on, yeah. Like, like where you're like, what the fuck? These liberals are unhinged. Death threats, all kinds of crazy things. Um, so you're, you're accustomed to upsetting people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So did you get to watch the opening meme this morning? Yes. Did, did you caught it, the Trump train song that the, the, uh, that Mike wrote and, and sang it with Leah and then, and then Lauren Eve did Absolutely it? Absolutely love it. So it's like really fun and uplifting, right? It's, it's very, like, it's very happy. It's perfect for summer too, right? It's got that upbeat, yes. like good vibe. It's a bouncy song, right? Yes. Okay. Not attacking in any way. That song, like Rihanna, I was clicking around because they, I saw the memers talking about it in the room and I was like, what the hell? And then I kind of just went and looked under their posts. Dude, that fucking post is triggering the most psychotic response I've ever seen from a meme. Yeah, it's weird. We make meatball memes where he is like getting essentially destroyed by his wife and he's a giant meatball and all of this really salacious shit and the demons gloss over it and ignore it. They made a fucking song about riding the Trump train and it's a cutesy, fun, upbeat song and literally people are in their replies losing their fucking marbles. Yeah, it's because it's everything they want you to forget about Trump. They don't want you to focus on the positivity. They want you to focus on the negative. So when you're in the mud with them dogging on their candidate, like they'll go back and forth with you. But when you're pointing out how, because it's something they can't compete with because they do not have it. They don't have anything fun. on their side that's Faith. fun or yeah. upbeat or Like Mike says, it's, Mike says it's a God thing. He's like, dude, we're just having 100%. fun. You can feel that vibe. You can feel <laughs> when it's God, right? Yeah. Well, I'm going to play it again later in the show because a lot of people missed it at the very beginning. But I just wanted to bring it in here because I know you, you come to me sometimes after, she'll post things, right? Randy will post something super offensive and get like lukewarm response. Randy will post something hella benign. And she's like, dude, look at these fucking replies. Oh, no, it, the ones that I've got the most hate on. Like, I will I will really, you know, my tweets are pretty edgy sometimes. I'll really push the line. Right. And most of what I get, honestly, is support and laughter from people from our side of the right. aisle. Right, But when I post the most benign, like, I'll post a picture of myself smiling and oh. if it's a caption that's like, I'm, oh. I'm a happy-go-lucky, all-American, MAGA mom. How are you going to be happy? God, it goes viral. <laughs> Millions of views and the most unhinged Fuck vitriol. you. Fuck you, you piece of shit. Yes. You fake face. Fake boobs. Oh, yeah. People will, fake be, everything. People will be like, oh, plastic. Oh, you sound awful. I bet if you ever get married, your husband's going to be miserable. <laughs> you're probably not even, a, you're probably actually a man. This right. is a fed account. Like, just the crazy. Now, to be fair, though, when you make jokes, nobody offers to let you piss in their mouth. No. But when you post a happy picture, they're like, pee in my face. <laughs> yes. So, there you go. Very weird. <laughs> the internet's a fucked up place. You guys don't go in there. <laughs> okay. Randy, I just wanted to bring you in for that because I thought it was funny because it's. It's always the things that we don't think are going to be the things that trigger people. And it's the strangest phenomenon. And it still happens. And it's like. And it's always the thing that shouldn't. Right. It's like, yeah, oh, like, a smiling, happy woman enjoying her life and, and stating right. what her basic beliefs are. Like a throwaway caption. And it right. just sends them over the edge. Oh, a happy song about what we like about our side that's not the denigrating anybody else. It's not about anyone else. Right. Right? And they're just like, ah! Yeah, it's a complete meltdown. I mean, it's just so fucking weird. It's such a weird thing. You the know trigger what? points are, are interesting. I got to see something. Because, you know, Randy, I think I might be able to understand this. We're, we're going to get into this in a second. I've got to... 
I got to download a couple of videos. I think Mike sent me one of them because I feel like there is somewhat of an understanding or an explanation for this. Um, maybe Mike, Mike, could you send me that video that you sent me last night that I posted on Twitter about the monkeypox? Could you send me the actual <laughs> video? Because I think I would love to play that maybe and put it against the Trump train song, and then we could kind of compare why people are upset. But maybe that's what we're missing. Maybe there's I think there's evidence in that video if you could send that to me dude i'd really appreciate it just rip it and send it over and then we'll like kind of dialogue about it to begin the show because i think that's a light fun way to talk about the differences between the trump train and the meatball covered wagon i don't what do they got over there randy <laughs> the covered wagon or i don't know what we're i don't know what it is but we'll talk about it but uh okay hun, end up as the donor i'll cut you loose do you mind if i call you in here a little bit later that's fine okay cool Love you. Love you. She doesn't want to leave. You can oh, stay in here. Red is so cute. He's all snuggly. Okay, well, you can stay in here. I don't no, care. No, I'm in the middle of working. I'm doing stuff. I know. Oh, I was just going to get into the rest of this. Call me in. Like, I will buzz you later on. Okay. All right. Love you. Love you. <laughs> there goes the Randy Savage along with Red. Red the dog. All right. So, yeah. So, we got a big show. We're going to talk about a bunch of weird shit and some things that are pretty, like, controversial. Uh, Instagram. Pedophiles uh, hanging out on Instagram. Instagram itself in the source code, helping pedophiles all according to the Wall Street Journal. This is not a um, this is not an Alex Jones kind of thing where they can discredit it because it's Alex. This isn't a dilly thing. This is a Wall Street Journal expose and investigation into Instagram and the fact that they are actually deliberately connecting a pedophile network, uh, connecting them in regards to sexual images of children, the sale of children, the sale of sex, underage people. Um, this is not a conspiracy theory. It ties in with the code words. They're using the code words to connect people and the code emojis. And they, uh, they published this morning. It is shocking. It's absolutely fucking shocking. It is real. Um, and we're going to discuss it on this show because it is uh, a fucking jaw-dropping expose into what they have been doing. So we're going to cover that today. We've got, uh, I don't think I have any polling today, but we do have a new contender entering the race. And uh, he's excited. And we're going to talk about him. His name is Chris Krispy Kreme. And uh, he's he's just really excited to be in the race, if you will, uh, for the Republican nomination. So we're going to talk about it today. Fuck, I'm having a good hair day. Look at that shit. Oh, my God. Thank God I figured out my hormone situation. Am I more tan? Am I more fucking tan? Am I browner to you guys? Me and Randy have been walking in the mornings, and I think it's tanning my fucking face. I bet I got a farmer tan, though. I don't know. I can't. Oh, yep, there it is. Look, see? It's all farmer tan. Shit. At least my face looks good. My face looks like it's already been down in Florida. You know, my face looks like I've been down in Florida already, even though I haven't. Dude, I'm freaking out, man. I'm freaking out. It's fucking Wednesday. I got, I got shit that I'm keeping under wraps with the show, right? Just under wraps. Right, I'm just trying to keep my shit under wraps. Fucking mind exploding. I got all kinds of shit. I'm juggling. Vacation coming up. Critical meetings coming up. Doing daily show. <laughs> coaching clients. Coaching memers. Coaching wife. Coaching friends. Coaching self. Coaching family. Coaching kids. Just like... Doo -doo 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 I got legal shit I got to deal with. Ah, oh, it's nuts. I'm just crazy fucking... It's just... I'm, I'm just, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's nice to sit down and go, I haven't looked in the mirror since 7 a.m. I'm like, oh, I look 
I'm fucking okay. All right. <laughs> I look, I do me, maybe. Uh, all right. So let's go back to what I want to talk about here. Because I got subjects and stories and different things, and it could take us down a deep, dark path. Anytime you're talking about organized pedophilia on one of the most popular social media websites in the world, it's going to be sort of a long day. But I don't want to start there, right? I want to start with the topic we were just discussing. I was discussing with Randy. Should have, I should have kept her in here for this because I could have. Well, maybe if she wants to come back in, she will. Okay, so we'll leave it open to her. Randy, if you're listening right now, you can come back in here because I'm about to kind of cover this story. We're going to juxtapose these. If not, no worries. I know she's busy. She's busy as hell. Um, okay, here's the story, okay? We, uh, we got parallel universes in which we live right now, and it's not with us and the Democrats. I don't know. We haven't checked in on them lately. They seem to be getting their asses kicked all over America. I'm just telling you right now. I didn't even grab these stories today. Uh, yesterday, out in Los Angeles, Southern California, the Armenians were beating the shit out of Antifa groomers. So the Antifa groomers um, decided to counter-protest the Armenians who were at a school board meeting, infuriated by what they were trying to teach their children. So the Armenians show up, the Antifa shows up, fist of cuffs break out, Antifa gets their fucking ass kicked, as usual. The Armenians are stomping the fuck out of these people in front of the cops. These are parents, just so we're clear. These are Armenian parents who are furious about what was being taught at this Southern California school district, right? Then today and yesterday, we had another protest going on. Muslim parents showing out in a different district, in a different part of the country, damn near getting to uh, blows as well with Antifa in the, the, the uh, LGBTQ fucking pedophile agenda. These guys are out there, guys and gals, parents, moms are saying, I don't give a, f now here's the thing, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna put it out there. You know, it's so strange about where we're at as a country sometimes. Like there's certain things you go, we are not accepting this, right? Like cancel culture. Like cancel culture, ah, oh, we're not doing this, we're not doing cancel culture. And then this morning I woke up to an article stating that uh, according to the IRS itself, minorities, specifically black people, are more likely to get audited by them which to me is an admission of racism playing by your rules which means we have to get rid of the irs see and all of a sudden cancel culture works right yeah we're not i'm not for cancel culture I'm like what if we could get rid of the irs by calling them racist and you're like hey fuck the irs let's they're racist man we got to get rid of this racism in the irs it's like so occasionally so this is where i'm going with this now we got the muzzies all right I don't know what to tell you. I understand you might be Muslim. You might take offense to me referring to you that way. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Stop blowing people up. The jihadis are, frankly, reasonably pissed off at the LGBTQ2RS groomer community and essentially declaring a fatwa and or jihad against it. And where I used to be like, eh, we're, this is not... Um, this is not, uh, I think, something that we could, we, compatible with Western culture. I'm like, you know what? Maybe. Like, is that what's going to unify Christians and Muslims? Can you imagine? We're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then we're like, what about these fuckers trying to teach our kids about anal sex at five years old? And we're like, get them. And now here's the thing. This is where I start to be like, just do the things that you guys normally would do when someone tries to push this shit on your, you know what I'm saying? Like, we just wanted oil and look how you handled it. Look at these guys. I'm just, and weirdos. I don't even know what they are anymore. 
this group of fucking pederasts, maybe you could just kind of deal with them how you did other stuff. I'll get out of the way. Just deal with them the way you kind of did before. Just, you know, like solve the problem, fucking snack bar, Aloha snack bar. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know your ways. I don't know your ways. I'm not an expert. I'm just saying there's things that you've done in the past that make me think you know how to probably solve this problem in a very fucking absolute kind of way. I don't know what you might do to deal with the groomers and the pedophiles, okay? I'm just saying you have dealt with far more benign things in a far more excessive way, you know? I don't know. I'm not... I can't give advice into how your culture deals with kid-touching pedophiles who are teaching disgusting things to your children. I'm not an expert, okay? I'm just learning as I go, the same as many other Americans and Christians who are not familiar. I just know that you guys don't take shit, generally, and that you normally, and you don't really care about our current system, that you'll just do what you feel is necessary in the name of your God. So... I don't know what you're going to do. I just know that I'm going to stay out of the way. I don't want anything from you. Let's just respect each other's distance. But we both have a mutual problem that you clearly have mastered solving. So yeah, it's all. Anyway, I, it's just a thought. I, I'm not even inferring anything because I don't know, right? I don't have a solution. Uh, I didn't, I'm not saying to do something or not to do something. I'm just saying... How come you had one set of rules for us and a much more tolerant and patient set of rules for others? That's all. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, just, I'm not saying anything else outside of that. It just could be, it could be a good way to, oh. Uh, this is the type of, that's the type of joke they try to cancel you permanently on, right? To be fair, if you quote everything I said, I said absolutely nothing wrong. I just was, Anyway, we got to get into those, some, those stories here in a minute. But I want to go back to what I was originally going to talk about and discuss, which is happy-go-lucky MAGA versus the other side. Now, right now, there are multiple campaigns going for president, not even president, going for the Republican nomination. Eleven so far have declared for this race. I didn't know it was 11. I don't know who the fuck, at least five of these people I've probably never heard of. So there's 11 that have officially filed their paperwork to run against President Donald J. Trump for the Republican nomination. Okay. And we know who most of them are. Those six I know, but there's like five or six that I don't know, right? But we can kind of be honest, right? There are two primary campaigns currently, currently, which is MAGA, Team Trump, and Meatball, Team DeSantis, right? MAGA versus Meatball. That's the showdown. And as I mentioned, uh, you know, at the beginning of the show, after I played the video, MAGA is light and fluffy and fun and inclusive and all the things I think that they're telling us we're supposed to be, right? And the best way I can illustrate that is with this song that I played at the very beginning of the show, which is, uh, this was done by Miguel California and Leah Memes, and then the visuals and stuff were done by Lauren Eve. It's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful, fun thing. Now, I'm going to play this again, just to, in case you missed this. And then I'm going to show you the opposite side, Meatball's response to it. And then you guys kind of tell me. We'll see if we can figure out the differences between the two groups. MAGA, baby. Get 
That's just beautiful. That is a beautiful song, and it's fun visuals, and I really, it's great. It, I feel like it captures what we as a community are all about, whether it's the, the MAGA movement or uh, the Dilly 300. That's what we're all about, right? Songs and God and fun and, and, and laughter and all those things, and, and that's great. And then, uh, well, I'll just, I don't want to, I don't want to um, sort of like editorialize what you're about to see. This is just the response to that. This is a, according to them in the video, this is a DeSantis rally, uh, a organic rally, by the way. This wasn't planned. The campaign didn't plan it. It just sort of like popped up because he's got so much support. So this is the answer to the MAGA Trump train is the um, never back down Trulia fueled discussion. This sanctimonious, you know what? This is sanctimonious rally. Sanctimonious rally. I heard there's some other guy in town, but I'm repping for my boy who got the mask off my kid and never made him take the shot. Woo! Hey, Mr. Trump, Mr. Vaccine, Mr. I Love Fauci, you want to go there? You want to talk about sanctimony? Give me a break. Mr. Trump, who made people in his clubs wear masks or take the vax, and if you didn't wear them, didn't take the vax, and you work for this guy, you had to wear a mask, and you were put on a list. You want to go there, Donald Trump? Call him Ron DeSanctimonious. We're having a DeSanctimonious rally. DeSanctimonious right rally on the beach. And Are you there? going to be president in 2024. That too, buddy. We can go all there. We can, we, can, we can open up this whole thing, buddy. There was so much gay sex after this video was filmed. I mean, we're talking like a lot, a lot. This, uh, actually, I found a headline that might have started on my Twitter page. This was actually what was considered a uh, monkeypox super spreader event. Okay, so 
This was, a, this was a monkey pox super spreader event. These guys in this video, if you see them, I'm not saying you shouldn't engage with them. Just know that you probably shouldn't come in contact physically uh, because they, now it could be a rumor. There's, this is unsubstantiated, but it was, according to many, a monkey pox super spreader event. Um, there wasn't any press about this DeSantis rally, uh, according to these guys. And... Um, uh, so they just kind of like this just comes together. What happens is when, when a group of overt gay DeSantis supporters, okay, when they get together um, and there's truly involved, what happens is it is like it is really what a DeSantis rally is all about. It's about lots and lots of dirty, gratuitous, unsafe, monkeypox spreading sex and making America Florida, I think is what they said. Again, I'm just showing you the difference between the two groups. Now, maybe you take a look at that video and you say, fuck, those two assholes look like fun. I want AIDS. Or maybe you say, that doesn't look sane. I think I'm just gonna go ride the Trump train and like save America. All I know is that's a real video that wasn't meant to be a meme. There's no editing going on. It's just a fucking video of what they posted. People are weird, okay? They're weird. Uh, they're weird. Dude, the lispy guy, the lispy guy with the fucking baby chest and the weird pot belly. I don't know what that deal's, what's that guy's deal? I don't even know how you get that look. Like, do you know how dedicated and disciplined you have to be to not exercising to look like that? And like how much booze you have to inject? You got to drink so much booze and then completely like make sure that you do not do anything even slightly physically demanding because the challenge isn't just getting fat. The challenge is how do I get fat while not adding any muscle whatsoever to my baby chest, right? So it's like, I need a prepubescent, 11 or 12 year old boy chest with a alcoholic dad bod gut. That is, dude, threading that needle of fucking loserdom is super difficult. I know you guys want to say, oh, it looks easy, but dude, that's not. I mean, do you know how hard that is to achieve dad bod with no shoulders, no triceps, no biceps, no fucking pecs, uh, no chest hair, and still somehow manage to have the gut? That's fucking strange, dude. And that's hard. It's hard to do. So those are like the main differences, basically. And it doesn't have anything to do with policy. And they'll say that you can't. One of my favorite uh, rumors and, and defenses uh, is that they we attack them, the surrogates, because we can't say anything bad about their candidate, which is very fucking weird. Like, that might be the, the biggest lie they've told. Uh, the candidate is a sitting duck. He's one of the stupidest, most weak and pathetic candidates we've ever had in modern politics. And they're like, oh, it's real. You can't attack him. Are you shitting me? In November, 2022, Ron DeSantis secured reelection as the governor of Florida. Immediately, he started what he claimed was a book tour and speculation quickly grew that he was running for president. By February 14th, 2023, Valentine's Day, he was scoring higher than Donald Trump in presidential polling. 
Four days later, on February 18th, Donald Trump posted this message on Truth Social. I will never call Ron DeSanctimonious Meatball Ron, as the fake news is insisting I will. Even though Fox News killing lightweight Paul Ryan is revered by him, low-energy Jeb Bush is his hero and always at his side. His beaches and state were closed for long periods of time. His testing, testing, testing for the China virus didn't work out too well, and his loyalty skills are really weak. It would be totally inappropriate to use the word meatball as a moniker for Ron. From that day forward, DeSantis would only be known as the meatball. No matter what Ron said, no matter what Ron did, he continued to drop. Meatball Ron was the laughing stock of the nation. Killed that thing. <laughs> oh, shout out to uh, Phantom, Ramble, Hugh White, and Jay Scott. That is a beautiful, beautiful thing. You only make fun of us because you can't say anything about the Kennedy. <laughs> is that right? You sure? Are you sure? Because the candidate feels like he might be an easier target than uh, anything else. I might keep that other video, though, of uh, Team Meatball. I feel like there's more there. There's more there. We'll get into it. I don't want to upset you right now because I could do a full breakdown where I play the video and we zoom in and we freeze frame and we slow it down, but I'm not going to do that right now. Okay. Let me get into some stuff. We got news. Where's Hogman today? I thought I was missing an sh extra medium shirt from the uh, chat. Where the hell is Hogman? Is he okay? Is Hogman okay? I don't like when I'm missing people. Where's Hogman? You okay, Hogman? Someone check on Hogman. Is he working? You're here? What are you being quiet for, fucker? What are you just, were you lurking? You don't want anything to say? You've been here? Well, you haven't said anything funny, huh? What's that about? You lose your funny bone this morning? Did you leave it at your house? Did you forget it when you went to work? Left your funny bone? Huh? Hmm? Extra medium shirt? Squeezing the air out of your lungs? You're eating. I, I fucking should have known. There you go. <laughs> I don't stink. <laughs> All right, just checking. He's eating. <laughs> I wasn't reading. I'm always reading. He wants news. It's a tantrum. Thank you, Mike. I knew it. All right, let's lead with some news then. President Trump uh, was mocking somebody recently. So unfair. And uh, that guy is crisp, Krispy Kreme. So let's talk about this for a moment because it started here. I want to talk about how this started, okay? So Donnie Jr. last night, makes a ha-ha about this unfortunate fat soul. So Krispy Kreme Christie isn't going small, that's for sure, right? Ha-ha-ha. Good job, Don Jr. Well, then Lauren Eve posts a lovely meme that Leah had made underneath that of Chris Krispy Donuts, okay? So this kind of goes, this is, or, or follow the trajectory. This is how things go. 
So Donnie Jr. says his funny haha. Lauren Eve affirms the haha. And then Donnie Jr. says, ah, that Lauren Eve, she and those Dilly meme team are hilarious. And a few moments later, new Chris Christie for president logo just dropped. <laughs> and this is how we roll, guys. This is like, hey, Don, I think you're trying to make a joke and a point. Uh, can we uh, allow us to be of some assistance? And he's like, thank you, Dilly Meme team. I appreciate that. Remember I told you we're just a bunch of fucking sailors below deck loading ammunition into the, uh, the fucking uh, torpedo bay? That's all that was. You, that is about the best demonstration of the torpedo bay. Like Leah hands off the meme to Lauren. Lauren hands off the meme via fucking mention. She replies. She's like, here, Don Jr., let me help you. And then he's like, thank you, Lauren. And then he fucking pushes the button. Do you see how this works? Like, this, this is why I said we are the, uh, we're just fucking, we're just below deck laughing our asses off, loading fucking, you know, ammo into the torpedo bay. And uh, I thought it was, it was really funny. But it didn't stop there. People got really upset because President Trump continued to ridicule uh, this, you know, fucking large man. And President Donnie J posted this on True Social. Some of you may have seen it, maybe not. And it's really, you know, it's, it's in poor taste, which is why it's funny as hell. Um, <laughs> President Trump posts this on True Social. Now, you look at this and you think, that's a funny, funny photograph. But the problem is it's not a photo, right? You think it's a photo. You look, you go, what do you mean, Dilly? I can clearly see a picture. But it's what we call a moving picture and or uh, you might also refer to it as a, a meme video. And it's actually far worse than what it looks like as a picture. And it was about our country and its future. And I wondered what our choice was going to be. Were we going to be small or were we going to be big? <laughs> oh, dude, he's holding the plate of fucking food. This, this is like, this is everything. This is 2016 level savagery with way better modern memeing technology. This, this, is, this is completely like, whoa, why shouldn't I vote for Chris Christie? And Trump's just like, he's fat. And you're just like, all right, that works. Like, <laughs> and dude kept making references to stuff being big and or small, which you also cannot. Like, I don't know who is writing for these people. Or was this just off the cuff? You memorized a weird speech where you kept making fucking statements and ad using adjectives like big, small, huge, gargantuan. Like, dude, are you shitting me? Donnie J wasn't having it. You know, but that's that's a joke. Okay, listen. That's a fucking joke. The truth is, that's that's a mocking of a guy and using footage from somebody that, yeah, okay. The truth is, that's not actually how his rally, rally started or his speech, okay? It actually had a ton of energy. And some of you may or may not know this, but they were even chanting for him. I have video. It, Trump is being Trump, and I love him, but I got to hold him accountable. You are only showing the part in the middle of the rally where everybody was kind of tired and worn out and then he wasn't as exciting. You didn't show the beginning. And if we want to be honest, Dilly Show will keep it honest. The beginning of the rally and how it started was way more exciting. It was fucking lit. It was high energy. People were chanting. You don't believe me? Done. Florida, Florida, Florida. 
Lord S. Lord S. Lord S began to imagine that he wasn't eating pies. He pretended he was eating cow flops. See that? See, this is how it started. It started as a competition. And it was so exciting. And people were chanting, Lord S. Lord S. And Christy was going crazy. 17 pies, everybody, in three minutes. Have you ever seen a man consume 17 pies in three minutes? No. Have you ever heard a crowd chant as President Trump ate 17 pies with his hands tied behind his back? Have you ever heard them chant, Lord ass? I don't think so. But there you go. Chris Christie, that's the real story, okay? Trump made a meme mocking the middle, didn't play the beginning. Done. Yeah, silly, they just had to keep breaking. Yeah, that was great. Lardass began to imagine that he wasn't eating pies. He <clears> pretended <throat> he was eating cow flops. Oh, so impressive. I mean, that's an impressive... Yeah, that's so impressive. Do you see that? Look, is he going to win the Republican nomination? No. Is he going to win a lot of fucking eating competitions? Yes. So there's that. Chris Christie. <laughs> this is... Dude, I got to tell you guys something. In the fucking headlines, every one of them are funny. All right? Every one of them are funny and for a, a bazillion different reasons. <clears throat> and you've, I know you're being trolled, okay? All of the adjectives are about this guy being fat as fuck, right? Collision course. Yeah, he's huge. Collision, large person running into something. Course. Seven-course meal, how Chris normally eats. Christy aims to shake up standings. Yeah, everything he touches shakes, okay? This is what, the, see all the jokes? This is like, this might, I don't even know, what's, what's more, if you have a double entendre, what happens, is there a triple entendre? What does it mean when you're like, let's see how many, this feels like fucking super troopers at this point. Like, dude, <laughs> right meow. I mean, how many meows can you get in here? How many different ways, collision, course just be like fat christy wants to win something i mean i don't know it's just absurd christy aims to shake up the standings dude he walked in the room and the standings started shaking like that's not he didn't even give a speech yet he didn't give a speech yet chris christy walked in and the fucking standings started shaking okay and this is all of it i just love all of the underhanded super shitty fucking Subtle ways of poking fun at this giant, ugly loser. <laughs> dude, SSDD69, you're fucked, dude. That's a fucked comment. Who wants to know the most fucked comment of the day? It's courtesy of SSDD69. You're, you're fucked for that. I don't know. Imagine his Ozempic bed shit. <laughs> What is actually wrong with you, dude? I hope you're someone's grandma. I hope you're not even like a normal. I hope you're not a dude. I just want you to be like someone's sweet grandma that just occurred to her. Imagine his Ozempic bed shit. <laughs> That's so gross. That's disgusting, actually. Oh, oh, God. Uh, by the way, Chris Krispy Kreme left office pulling at like 6% or something really pathetic. And uh, Donnie J highlighted this. This is so bad. I mean, President Trump noticed all of it. He watched the speech. How many times did Chris Christie use the word small? 
Does he have a psychological problem with size? Actually, his speech was small and not very good. It rambled all over the place, and nobody had a clue of what he was talking about. Hard to watch. Boring. But that's what you get from a failed governor, New Jersey, who left office with a 7% approval rating and then got run out of New Hampshire. This time, it won't be any different. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) You have eight grandkids? The lady who just slayed the chat with that fucking comment about imagining his Ozempic bed shit has eight fucking grandkids? Jesus Christ, dude. Best Mima ever. Are you kidding me? All of you 35-year-old and 45-year-old men who work in, like, blue-collar atmosphere, you just got absolutely fucking bottomed out by a grandmother of eight. Yep, well, you know what, hun? Just retire from there. You're never topping that joke, so just walk it out. Costanza-style SSDD69. Just walk that thing the fuck out. You just boat-raised every dude who thinks they're funny in the Dilly Chat. All, even Hogman's not going to comment after this. You just shut him down. God damn, I'm sending you his extra schmedium shirt next time. Fucking Grandma of Eight. Imagine his Ozempic-sized bed shit. Ew. <laughs> She's got eight fucking grandkids. Holy fuck. Oh, gross. Anyway, Chris Crispy Cream. Still fat, still stupid, still ugly. Still him. All right. <clears throat> Where are we talking? We're talking about a fat guy. You know what's hella funny is I'll do this show, and this is what throws people off. Not you. You get it. What's hella weird is I'll do this show, right? And one day I'll do, like, a serious show, and I'm talking politics. And, and like, we'll still do jokes. But, like, what's weird is I will have somebody on Twitter. They'll say, this piece of shit is uh, attacking insert group on behalf of Donald Trump. It'll be some stupid thing. And I'm like... I don't know what I have to do to keep telling people I do a comedy show. And they're like, okay. And then they're like, oh, Dilly's a monster. I'm like, I do a comedy show. They're like, oh, Dilly's a monster. I'm like, I do a comedy show. And then they're like, does Trump associate with these kind of people? It's like, dude, yes, people that make jokes. Yeah, he does. That's, it's kind of, it's called being a fucking normal, you know, adjusted human being. You, I don't know why. I've done this show in a goddamn t-shirt my whole career. And people are like, oh, look at this Trump fucking uh, spokesperson. And I'm like, when the fuck did I blink and miss where I I get paid by a campaign and I wear a suit and I go in front of a fucking camera? I've been doing, I do a joke, entertainment, self-help, political commentary show. It's always been that. And yet, whenever they find it convenient, they're like, Kelly said. I'm like, what the hell? I do jokes, you fucking weirdos. It's so strange. Anyway. They'll go, hey, guys, the very, yeah, they're like, dude, you're just like Hannity, but like, you know, not in a suit, not on Fox, and not paid to be a stiff drunk. It's just so awkward. Anyway. All right, so something cool happened yesterday, besides Chris Krispy Kreme getting absolutely dragged by Donnie J, and besides all the memes associated with that. Randy, did you get to see the meme of, uh, the, the, actually, it wasn't even a meme, it was the beginning of the Christy speech yesterday? Yeah, you saw the you saw the video, right? I played it. Yes, I did. He ate seventeen pies, Randy, in three minutes. I saw that. It was really impressive. That's quite a way to earn a vote. That's how Kamala won. Yeah, <laughs> hot dogs though. It's a penis <laughs> joke. <laughs> All right, so something else happened last night, Randy. I don't even think you're actually aware of this. What? Yeah, grab your headphones. I don't think you're aware of this. 
Trump's mustache says there's a new donut in the telegram room. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hold on. You got me curious. What? <laughs> what do you mean there's a new donut in the telegram room? There was an old donut in the telegram room? <laughs> Hold on. When the levy breaks up right issue, the video will be muted. I Okay. Damn it. Um... Mm. Hold on, you guys are. Oh yeah. Oh, that's disgusting. Really, bro? <laughs> Look, everybody, it's the Chris Crispy Donuts, all new meatloaf flavored. <laughs> yeah. Randy, do you know what that joke's about? There is a rumor. Hold on, I gotta make sure. I don't know if I grabbed it. I hope I did. There is a rumor, Randy, that God, I hope I have it. Yeah, here it is. Okay, you ready for this, Randy? This is a headline you were not expecting. This isn't even what I was going to show you, but thank you, Trump's mustache. The reason that's funny and the meatball flavored, you are so not right. This is an official article, by the way, from the Boston Globe. Ready, Randy? In 2017, meanwhile, Trump allowed other White House dinner guests to order whatever they wanted, but forced Christie to order meatloaf, the ex-governor said. No. Please tell me that's true. Occasionally, you like there's a fake news story every now and again that you just pray is real. I really want that one to be dude. Real. The idea, do you know how brutal it would be if he's like, no, no, like we all want to think of our, our Trump, you know, we have version, versions of him, right? And you go, I like the Don version, right? This is the Don version where Chris Crispy's like, I'll have the uh, the the leg of lamb with some succotash on the side, and and then and, and then Trump's like, no, 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 he'll have the meatloaf, and he's like, no, really, I I was thinking about trying the swordfish, and he's like, he'll have the fucking meatloaf. You shut up. You'll have the meatloaf. Don't <laughs> let him order anything other than meatloaf. I want to believe it's true. I am I am accepting this as a fucking Trumpism that's legendary. Like these stories about Trump. There's all these great ones. Oh, he paid off a couple's house. Oh, he bought them a new whatever. He paid off their college. I love those stories. I also love the ones where it's alleged he forced a fat man to only order meatloaf at dinner <laughs> while everybody else got to order something else. God, I hope this is a real story. Oh, I, you know what we need? Here's what we need to do, guys. Listen, team, uh, team Dilly Meme Team. All right, listen. We need to push that. for. We need an answer on that story right there. Here's where I'm going. We need to get Chris Christie to disavow that story. We either need him to confirm it and go, yeah, he fucking made me eat meatloaf, which, my God, that, there's a whole, there's a mountain of memes to make if it's true. But if we keep ragging on him about it, I think he'll either deny it and be like, no, no man makes me eat meatloaf, which is funny as shit, or he confirms it, which is even funnier that, <laughs> than another man forced him to eat meatloaf. Either fucking way, this is what you do. Keep asking him about it. And, and on his Twitter page, all of you can do this. Dilly Meme Team, Dilly 300. Just keep replying and go, did you really have to eat the meatloaf? Just over and over and over. If you ever get a chance to go to a, if you go to a Chris Christie rally, I need you to be like, yes, uh, ma'am, you, you, I'm a Republican voter. I voted for Trump two times, and I'm still trying to figure out who I'm voting for in 2024. Great, thank you for coming to my town hall. Yes, uh, Mr. Christie, I would just like to know, did you actually get forced to eat meatloaf by Donald Trump? <laughs> <laughs> I need it to be on TV. It's such a good one. This is such a good one. Oh, God. Anyways. Okay, Randy, back to what I was trying to tell you. The uh, meme team got a shout out last night. Did you know that, Randy? No. Okay, put your headphone on. This happened last night. 
on our Twitter spaces. Oh, and yeah, I heard it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, you did hear it. Okay, well, fuck. Yeah. Thanks for ruining the surprise. Here we go. And we're still on our Twitter space, Mayor. And I maybe before we signed off to, for the Twitter space, I thought maybe you'd uh, want to say something to them directly. Uh, all right, if you can all, I'm, uh, hi everyone, Ted Goodman here with Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Uh, I've made Nick a speaker. Nick, can you speak now? So who are we talking to? I can, oh, yes sir. Okay, great, great. Well, thank you for, uh, joining us this evening. Everyone that's with us, Mayor, we have over, we're on live right now, uh, this Twitter space. I just wanted you to have a chance to say hi to everyone. I've noticed a number of these people, Mayor, they interact with us quite a bit on Twitter, a number of individuals, they're part of what's called uh, Dilly's Meme Army. These, they, they've made some great memes and videos, a video of you in the Batman-themed video with President Trump. Uh, these folks are- Who am I, Robin? Are behind that. I'll let, them, <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let them describe who they have the mayor as in that. I believe you are uh, Batman's, uh, what, who's the guy that helps Batman with everything? Albert. Alfred, I think they have you as Alfred. Alfred I'll, okay. let, I'll let them, if Laura wants to chime in. I like the, I like the, I like the analogy of, uh, of Trump to Batman because we sure need a Batman in American cities. Yeah. So cool, so cool. Also, Randy left the office and was replaced by someone. Look who just came in here and jumped on my lap. <laughs> this is a throwback Dilly show. No, don't call me. Look who's back. Look who came back just for today. He just popped in here while I was doing the show. Randy left the studio, and look who came in and jumped on my lap. Can you put him back out, Randy? Yes. Sasha is just such a troll. Right, Holy. I went sprinting out of the office under suspicious circumstances, so I had to go chase him down. Careful, he's calling. You don't unplug the computer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting here, and he comes in while that meme was playing, and he jumps on my lap, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? I'm in the middle of a show. Right? I'm just in the middle of Dude, it's a fucking menagerie. A menagerie. Isn't that a great... Randy, isn't that a great word? Yes. But menagerie. It's menagerie. almost like menage a trois. Trois? <laughs> Pouchow. Pouchow. Do it again. De sans trois. <laughs> <laughs> Pouchow. bad, Ron. Say the pouchow. Pouchow. <laughs> It's so stupid. Oh, what a dumbass last name. I would change my legal name if it sucks that bad. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, so back to the thing I was showing before, the thing with the cat and the wife and the poochow. Um, <laughs> so, so many distractions. I know, dude. This show is so fucking frenetic. Um, what I was trying to say is thank you, Mayor Rudy Giuliani. The Dilly Show, we, the, the Dilly meme team love you. We love you. And uh, we appreciate that you are open to, like, he just openly talks about it. And I think that's really fucking cool. I think it's really fucking cool. He's just like, yeah. And they, you know, they give us our shout outs and he loves the memes and he DMs with the team. And, uh, and that's great. Oh God. Ron DeSantis's approval rating has collapsed. Oh my God. Randy, this just came out. Newsweek. The 2024 Republican presidential hopeful has seen his approval rating fall 19 points in just a few months, according to civics. Whoa. That's bad. Wow. Wow. That is a real headline, and there's an entire write-up on it, complete with statistics. Wow. The meatball has gone bad. <laughs> don't, don't eat the meatball. It is bad. It's not good anymore. All right. 
Holy shit. Okay, so then what does that leave? We have other candidates in the race. One candidate is having a meeting today. Uh, he's having a rally conversation. I don't know what the fuck this guy does. Here's where it gets awkward. Randy? What? Are you aware that that former Vice President Mike Pence has decided he's running for president? Yes, the fly is thrilled. Yes. Are you aware that Mike Pence has a meeting today? No. Are you aware of what the password to Mike Pence's meeting is? Paging Dr. Faggot? Close. Kept his oath. Stop. This what a fucking platform. This fucking dork. Oh my god. This treasonous shitbag used the password kept his oath exclamation point for his super super gay presidential announcement. That's all kept bad. his oath. You mean fucking condemned America to communist rule for four years minimum? <sighs> fucking kidding me. The fucking balls on this dork. Honestly, what a piece of shit. Total piece of shit. Total and complete piece of shit. I know. It's shocking, Randy. Randy, I'm going to let you stay in here for a bit, but when I start talking the pedo shit, I'm going to have to have you leave. Mostly because I know how it affects you, and, and I don't want you to get upset. Okay, I'll go vacuum. That's fine. It's something cathartic. Exactly. <laughs> I just don't want to do that to you. Thank but you. while we're talking about Pence and Meatball and everything else, here's another good headline. Randy, would you believe me if I told you a lobbyist for vaccine manufacturer Moderna and for the maker of a leading puberty blocker given to children is holding a fundraiser for DeSantis in Washington, D.C. this month, and the tickets are 1000 a person? Color me shocked, Brendan. Can you believe that Rob DeSantis is happily taking funding from a Moderna executive who also uh, is involved with puberty blockers? Right. Stunning. So shocking. Shocking. You know the problem is, Randy? All of these uh, successful, wealthy, powerful politicians want to have sex with kids. Ugh. I know. We're going to get to that subject, but I'm going to spare you from it. Uh, before you do it. So instead, here, here's what we're going to do. So DeSantis is a scumbag who's polling, reflects the scumbag's polling. Great. It's good news. But now we're going to get into some other things that are kind of interesting, Randy. Like for this, this is, for example, President Trump, they're trying to indict him uh, for federal charges involving the document witch hunt, right? Which is, and, and this is the story the way it goes, Randy. Donald Trump left the White House and took top secret documents with him upon leaving, okay? That's the official mainstream media narrative suggestion, okay, hun? Yeah. There's a problem with this lie, which is this headline, and then we're going to dig into it. Signed letter by President Trump reveals he declassified the documents on Obama's regime spying on him the day before he left office. It explains why they raided Mar-a-Lago and confirms our previous reporting. Randy, this is true. This of is, course it is. No, but I mean, this is where... The rubber is going to end up meeting the road, okay? They're accusing him of taking documents, and what they're completely ignoring is that he signed a letter on January 19th, 2021, with the power he had as president at the time to declassify all documents involving Obama, Biden, the CIA, the DOJ, and FBI spying on him. And now you know why they raided Mar-a-Lago to steal back the evidence of their crimes, that makes perfect sense. 
And this is what's so shocking. And that's why they're saying it's a continuation of the greatest witch hunt of all time. Yes, Randy. This is this is about as smoking gun as it gets, proving his innocence, right? I mean, we've got the documents. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I, will, I wanted to just show you kind of some of it because this isn't conspiracy theory. This isn't fake news media or punditry. This is a cold, hard fact. This is a filed document. There is no arguing the, the existence of it. It's real. Federal Register, Volume 86, Number 14, Monday, January 25th, 2021, presidential documents, and it starts to get into this, and it's dated the memorandum of January 19th, 2021, declassification of certain materials related to the FBI's crossfire hurricane investigation, a memorandum for the Attorney General, the Director of National Intelligence, and the Director of Central Intelligence Agency. I mean, here it is. I want to read this first little bit. By the authority vested in me as president by the Constitution and the laws of the United States of America, I hereby direct the following. Section 1, declassification and release. At my request on December 30th, 2020, the Department of Justice provided the White House with a binder of materials related to the Federal Bureau of Investigation's Crossfire Hurricane Investigation. Portions of the documents in the binder have remained classified and have not been released to the Congress or the public. I requested the documents so that a declassification review could be performed and so I could determine to what extent materials in the binder should be released in unclassified form. I, de I determined, I guess I am going to read this, that the materials <laughs> in the binder should be declassified to the maximum extent possible. Okay, so let's stop right there. Randy, yes? I'm going to take a sip of water. I want you to kind of let me know how you're, how is, could this be more fucking plain English legalese? Or am I missing something? No, it's very, very cut and dry, honestly. It's broad fucking daylight. Like, there's not even a room for, oh, a misinterpretation. I mean, no, it's... it's just on its face. It's what they've been saying it is the whole time. Yeah, he told the and, truth, again. Yeah, and it's just, uh, like you say, post-Justice America. Okay, so let's keep going then, Randy, because we got a lot here. So, in response, and as part of the I uh, iterative, how do you say that word, Rihanna? Iterative. I can't see the screen. It's I T E R A T I V. Is there like a little mouse you can point at it for me? Iter oh, iterative. Iterative. Okay, process. I've never used that word before. The iterative process of the, the word frenetic, which is a great word. <laughs> the, the classification review, under a, co a cover letter dated January seventeenth, twenty twenty one. The Federal Bureau of Investigation noted its continuing objection to any further declassification of the materials in the binder and also on the basis of a review that included intelligence community equities identified the passages that it believed it was most crucial to keep from public disclosure. I have determined to accept the redactions proposed for continued classification by the FBI in that January 17th submission. I hereby declassify the remaining materials in the binder. This is my final determination under the declassification review, and I have directed the Attorney General to implement the redactions proposed in the FBI's January 17th submission and return to the White House an appropriately redacted copy. My decision to declassify materials within the binder is subject to the limits identified above and does not extend to materials that must be protected from disclosure pursuant to orders of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court and does not require the disclosure of certain personally identifiable information or any other materials that must be protected from disclosure under applicable law. Accordingly, at my direction, the Attorney General 
has conducted an appropriate review to ensure the materials provided in the binder may be disclosed by the White House in accordance with applicable law. Section 2. General provisions, nothing in the memorandum, shall be construed to impair or otherwise affect the authority granted by law to an ex- executive department or agency or the head thereof or the functions of the director of the office of management in budget relating to budgetary, administrative, or legislative proposals. This memorandum shall be implemented consistent with applicable laws and subject to the availability of appropriations. This memorandum is not intended to and does not create any right or benefit, substantive or procedural, enforceable at law or in equity by... Hold on, I think there's more here. Uh, Oh, did I not grab the second page? Oh, no. Hold on, Randy. I have the second page, but I don't think I I uploaded it. Hold on. Hold, please. I have the other page, but it's not... For some reason, I'm missing it. I will get it, guys. Hold on. Is it an iteration of the other pages? Yes. Let me just... (laughs) Okay. Um, So, as I continue, this memorandum is not intended to and does not create any right or benefit substantive or procedural enforceable at law or in equity by any party against the United States, its departments, agencies, or entities its officers, employees, or agents, or any other person. The Attorney General is authorized and directed to publish this memorandum in the Federal Registrar. And Randy, the last piece of this, and I'm going to show it on the screen right now, but I didn't, I didn't uh, upload it for some reason. I I'm trying to find it, but I don't see it. Maybe it was this one. Oh, I guess I could show it on the screen. Actually, I'm wrong. I could kind of show you guys what I'm reading. It's this right here. This is the last line. Randy, what's that squiggle down there? That looks like <coughs> Donald J. Trump's beautiful signature. This is the end of the Mar-a-Lago raid and the, uh, the, the idea, the fake news narrative that Donald Trump stole classified documents. Which is why they'll just drop this out of the media circuit and... Just go straight with the new indictments. Actually, Randy, they're going to indict him on this. This is what they're about to indict him on, honey. Oh, for fuck's sake. This is it. This is what they're trying. What they are doing is protect. So here's how it went down, Randy. I want to remind you. Yeah. So according to the presidential documents, fucking whatever it is, it's been passed. Okay. It's a law. The president can declassify anything just by having it. Okay. But he went even further and he wrote it out. Right? He wrote it out because there's like the, the way the law is actually written, hun. Yes. If he just walked out of the White House with documents, they immediately become declassified. Yes. He doesn't even have to say it. He doesn't. He could say abracadabra, motherfucker. Or he could just say nothing. And by him simply holding the documents and leaving a skiff and saying, these are mine, they immediately become declassified. Okay? okay. Yeah. We've however, that. however. That's obviously a little bit, you know, that's a little reckless. So what most presidents do is they file paperwork with the official federal registrar to declassify something, right? So this is the Presidential Records Act. So here's how sick this is, everybody. And Randy, I'm going to remind you. What they did was Trump left office with this directive having been filed with the federal registrar, okay? And he left with the documents, And what they did was Biden went in and retroactively removed Donald J. Trump's Presidential Records Act, um, uh, I guess would be his rights. So he retroactively reclassified 
the documents Trump had declassified, and now they're trying to charge Trump based on Biden's reclassification. That's fucking insane. Okay? This is insane. It's not only is it insane, it's highly illegal. Right. Highly illegal. This is like saying this is legal and you're the president. They'd be like trying to indict Trump for viewing classified materials, even though at the time he viewed them, he had full, every highest classification to view those materials. And people ask the question, how is that legal? It's not. You're in a post-justice America. This is communism. This is the, this is the absolute statist fucking reality of where you're at. Well, if you go back and look at a, just a simplified timeline of the rise of Hitler's Reich. Yes. Oh, I love a good Reich discussion. Unnervingly similar. The Nazis the are trajectory. back. I mean, same tactics. Yeah. Yeah. None of this is legal. Everything that you've been witnessing over the last three years is not legal. Two and a half years, three years. Legality left the fucking farm in the summer of 16. The shark was officially jumped in July of 16 when James Comey, then FBI director, came out and said, confirmed to America, Hillary Clinton had broken federal law, felonies, multiple felonies, and said he was choosing not to indict even though she had, in fact, broke the law. That's when it was at that moment on July 3rd, 2016, that the justice in the United States of America ceased existing. Okay? This is where you're at in this timeline because they're going to try and indict him on a totally phony charge. <clears throat> Something that is, they can't even prove the case, but it's not about that. It's about partisanship, it's about power. Okay? Randy, do you think in the face of all this danger and the danger of the deep state, the danger of all these giant mega corporations that are huge international cabals of fucking sinistry, right? We're talking the- Cabals of sinistry, I like that. The most depraved, disgusting individuals. What do you think Donald Trump did to respond in this moment? We're not talking about seven months ago. We're not talking about a year ago. How do you think Donald Trump responded to their egregious, erroneous uh, attacks and threats of incarceration, Randy? What was the question? How do you think Donald Trump responded? Does he, do you think he started to turtle or did he pour more gasoline on the fire? Of course he poured more gasoline on the fire. Randy, did I present to you. From town hall? Randy, I present to you the biggest middle finger of my lifetime, and this includes going after the Clintons and the pedophiles. I, this jaw, my jaw dropped. Randy's jaw dropped. Leah Memes' jaw dropped. The entire meme team's jaw dropped when this Agenda 47 video hit last night. It was incredible. This is, when you, we all understand the, the real world and what we're playing in, as, as uh, they, they, you know, Andrew Tate refers to it as the Matrix, right? This is one of the biggest, hey, fuck you, Matrix, I'm coming after the most important uh, aspects of your entire fucking uh, apparatus. And Donnie J went in front of a camera and was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do this. In recent decades, there has been an unexplained and alarming growth in the prevalence of chronic illnesses and health problems, especially in children. 
We've seen a stunning rise in autism, autoimmune disorders, obesity, infertility, serious allergies, and respiratory challenges. It's time to ask, what is going on? Is it the food that they eat, the environment that we live in, the overprescription of certain medications? Is it the toxins and chemicals that are present in our homes? Every year, we spend hundreds of billions of dollars to treat these chronic problems rather than looking at what is causing them in the first place. Too often, our public health establishment is too close to Big Pharma. They make a lot of money, Big Pharma. Big corporations and other special interests and does not want to ask the tough questions about what is happening to our children's health. If Big Pharma defrauds American patients and taxpayers or puts profits above people, they must be investigated and held accountable. When I'm back in the White House, I will establish a special presidential commission of independent minds who are not bought and paid for by Big Pharma, and I will charge them with investigating what is causing the decades-long increase in chronic illnesses. I understand Big Pharma, I believe, better than anybody else. I know where they're coming from. And then I will ask them to publish recommendations for how every American child can have a safe and healthy childhood. This is a conversation that is long overdue, and it's a conversation that American families deserve. American families must have this conversation, and they must have a leader, a president, who can do something about this problem. And I will do that. Thank you. Fuck. Randy, there's — there are a lot of ways to declare war on your enemy. And you might have one or two enemies. Donnie J, with that declaration, just essentially launched a preemptive shot across the bow of some of the most powerful um, organizations on planet Earth. Yeah, I mean, when he said in his campaign announcement, "I'm your retribution," he really clearly meant it because his platform policies go for absolute all chips to the middle jugular all out against every major power that is what you would call the deep state or those in control big pharma big food right well randy we we've obviously we love the dilly 300 we have many members we have dilly memers you know i don't want to i don't want to get anybody emotional but we have people directly associated with the show and with the campaign and with the dilly show as a as, a, as the meme team who have children that were impacted and left autistic by vax damaged in, in injuries. This is, a, this is about as, ho as fucking hitting home as it gets when it comes to certain subjects. This one, we have people who, who have children. Some of their children ended up healthy. Some of their children ended up autistic because of vax injury. We have other people who all of their children had this response to vaccines and were left autistic. This is about... This isn't uh, this isn't some fucking bridge to nowhere type of promise. This is a your house. You will know what happened with your kids and what happened with your family. And this and we all understand the level of danger when you make that kind of a declaration. He puts himself in. Yeah. And OK, so I have a question about this for you. Do you think that this is a solid enough response to the people who 
don't like the COVID vaccine or pin it on him or say, well, I just want him to not keep pushing the vaccine or, or uh, I think it's separate from that safe. Well, but doesn't it feel like holding big pharma accountable would prevent this in the future? Yes, but like I don't think that they're connected. To be honest with you, Randy, not a, not a, even a little bit. Not at all. Okay. I think that his answer to the COVID vaccine is what he's said all along, and it's like I said yesterday. You got three groups: some that were vax injured, some that are completely fine and are, and are thankful he gave them a vaccine, and people that stayed pure blood. I don't really believe it moves the needle at all. This is a whole different war he just declared. This, I actually think this has more to do with autism and autoimmune disease and and uh, infertility in children than anything else no i agree with i think that. that's it i agree with that but an ancillary outcome of yeah obviously of yes yes and and uh watching of these giant companies would undoubtedly result in less exposure right yeah they no. wouldn't just wantonly do what they did before yeah i guess what i'm saying is what to your point Yes, I think it'll be a byproduct of what he's doing, but I don't think that's the intent. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, I think he's starting with it here, knowing it'll also address it over here. The biggest thing is, you guys, you have been made, essentially, in the eye of the American government, you have been meant, you've been born, not to, not to create and to uh, pave a, a life and to make America something more. You weren't born to become doctors and lawyers that become significant in uh, historical means. They view you, the American public, as a means of parking debt, experimenting with drugs, and a place to you know sell and have consumership to justify borrowing. It sounds morbid, but it, you're cattle. Yeah. You're a, you're a fucking line item, okay? You're a line item on a large balance sheet showing how much they make off of you and how much they lose off of you aggregated together. This is all you are to them. They're, you're not a Christian or a Muslim or a man or a woman or a gay or a straight. You're not a mom or a dad. You're a fucking, you're a piece of line. You're a piece of code on a fucking balance sheet for these people. And what he just said is hands down one of the riskiest things he's ever said publicly. Oh, absolutely. Easily. Because this is this is where you start to get to the root cause of evil. <laughs> Randy, you and I are trying to get ourselves into some kind of shape before we go on vacation, right? Right? We're just like, we, we were having a crazy spring, and we're like, oh, we got to exercise a little bit, okay? And Randy, you and I also, we've, we've, uh, we're serious about our health and have been for years, whether it's our eating or personal training, or hormone clinics. Like we've talked about that all openly, right, babe? And wouldn't you like to know what's in the food that might be potentially making our journey challenging? This is why when you met me, I had an extremely limited diet. And you would, like, make fun of me, but there was a, a lot of reasons behind it. Yeah, because the food yeah. industry is so fucked up. Yeah, no, and you're right. You're absolutely right. But even now, we, we've always remained skeptical. But oh. what I'm saying is... When you have people that stay active and try to eat the right things and don't overeat excessively, and even they're kind of like battling an uphill battle for like, why do, why am I having this effect on my body? Whether it's, let's say it's weight or fat, or maybe it's muscle loss, or it's something else. You're just like, I don't general, when you're like, it's, it's one thing if you're like, I neglect myself and I just go through life floating, right? 
But if you're somebody that's like, dude, I'm working at this all the time and I'm really, it's getting harder and harder to achieve something. And it feels like maybe there's just something like the. Well, part of the problem now is because our thing is, you know, not processed foods, right? Stick to whole foods. Right. The problems are now our whole foods aren't healthy because we've talked about this before. It can take up to 60 days for you to get an egg from the chicken to your table. Right. Because it, they allow 30 days for the farmer and then another 30 for the grocer. By that point, most of the nutrients are almost gone. This is what I'm getting at, right? This is what I'm trying to get at is like. And what? I mean, that's not even getting into the GMOs and the pesticides. Right. That's a whole yeah. other. Okay, right. I think what I'm trying to just drive home is, dude, he is. They are going after him. And they're like, we're going to throw you in jail if you keep running for president. And he's like, oh, really? Have you seen my latest Agenda 47 video? Dude, he's going after all of it. Everything that has been fucked up and eventually became a criminal enterprise, whether it's big pharma, politics, Fuck, what else does he, uh, pedophilia rings, foreign uh, foreign influence, trade, border, uh, you know, a lack of border, illegal migration, trafficking of children. Dude, he's gone after, he's going after everything. He, this is, this man is going to leave it all on the field. I'm not saying he's going to succeed at all of it, but fuck me, dude. You want to talk about, can you imagine any other candidate, including fucking Meatball Rob, going in front of a camera and saying what he just said? Not a chance. No one. No one will even utter those words because to suggest what he just did is to validate the conspiracy theories. That's what makes it risky. It's not even just can he execute on this. The fact that he went out there and put this on social media validating what the real people of America have been concerned about is what they won't even, they'll go, ah, that's what's, there's no point. They'll deny that there's even an issue. Name another politician that will even acknowledge that there is a odd amount of fucking occurrence of autism now in modern day ch child rearing. Like they even deny that fact. You're like what's with the explosive growth of autism in, in children, the commonality of it? What's with the explosion in uh, bizarre, deadly childhood allergies? Like what's, what's causing all of this? And they'll go, it's always been that way. And you go, no, it fucking hasn't. But no one else will even, they will just look at you and go, Mm, that doesn't seem like a worthwhile issue. And he's like, yeah, it's not a conspiracy theory. We all see what's happening and I'm going to address it. Ballsy. It's incredible. It's why we actually are supporting him. It's like, this is what we were talking about. You know, when I was mentioning yesterday, Randy, this isn't being a sycophant. No one else goes after the things that I care about. Like he does. That's it. No one else will even talk about him. You think Mike Pence is going to stand there at that fucking meeting today with a stupid little, you know, talking points and go, you know what, you guys, here's what I, th I think they're killing our kids and putting fucking things in the uh, vaccines that are that are deadly and or causing massive uh, disabilities in our children. You think he's going to talk about it? No one else will even broach the subject. Bold, courageous, selfless, dangerous. It's dangerous. And yet here he is. All right, Randy, I'm going to give you a chance. You can exit stage right, or you can sit tight and not lose your shit over these next few stories. Silence my mic for me. Okay. So, first and foremost, <clears throat> I'm going to get into these stories, and it's going to get worse and worse as we go. You know where I'm just going to go. <laughs> I love you. I'm going to go vacuum. She's leaving. She's going to vacuum. Love you, babe. Okay, here we go. 
This is a story that actually happened. It got printed this morning. We're going to talk about how and how far it reaches, who it touches. The Wall Street Journal just published a bombshell story on how the Instagram algorithm connects a vast pedophile network using emojis of maps, which are code for minor attracted persons and cheese pizza to designate child pornography. Pizzagate is back and it's no longer a conspiracy theory. It is now back and it is in your fucking face true. This is jaw dropping. And uh, I'm gonna just keep reading some headlines about it. This is disturbing as fuck. This was a little write up from uh, disclose.tv. They had Zuckerberg's Instagram helps connect and promote a vast network openly devoted to the commission and purchase of underage sex content. A Wall Street Journal investigation found certain emojis function as a kind of code, such as an image of a map, which is shorthand for minor attracted person, or one of cheese pizza, which shares its initials with child pornography. It's back. It's real. It was very, it's now... It's now even actually eliciting a response. This is where it gets even crazier. This is a... What in the absolute fuck? Oh, hold it together, Dilly. Don't say something stupid. Okay, here we go. Instagram, the popular social media site owned by Meta Platforms, helps connect and promote a vast network of accounts openly devoted to the commission and purchase of underage sex content according to an investigation by the Wall Street Journal and researchers at Stanford University and the University of Massachusetts Amherst. This is not just one guy on a crusade. You're talking about University of Stanford, along with the help of University of Massachusetts Amherst, along with the Wall Street Journal. This is smoking gun. This is not, this is not a conspiracy theory. This is a fucking absolute nuke dropped on the head of all of these pedophiles. It is disturbing. It is real. The expose is on the Wall Street Journal. It was also uh, the cover, or not the cover, but rather one of the articles in New York Post about this. This article hit the newswire this morning around 10.30 this morning. They, they, first and foremost, let me just address something that you'll find when you read the article. This is not accidental or, or happenstance. It's in the actual algorithm itself, Okay. We're talking in the algorithm. And if it's in the algorithm, it means somebody wrote it into the code. And if it's written into the code, it means that there's somebody further up the senior ladder sanctioning all of this. Magical Trevor has worked at tech companies. This is not something where, and, and Trevor, I know you're in the chat. A tech, a tech programmer could not get away with inserting code like this in a full-blown algorithm of this level without some type of oversight from senior staff, correct? Any of you computer experts, this isn't like a guy got on and like drew a dick on something and they snuck it into the fucking picture. This is hardwired into the algorithm. Someone wrote code and wrote an algorithm so that it would essentially connect pedophiles and like Travis just said he just confirmed what I'm telling you not in a company like Facebook and uh, someone else says there's something that they call code review this is what I'm trying to tell you this wasn't something where it just slipped in and it was one rogue programmer this is yes with code reviews and, and peer reviews multiple teams had to know about this 
I want that to sink in, what Trev just said. With code reviews and peer reviews, multiple teams, meaning each team consisting of several people, knew about this in the code. This is not rogue programmer. This is intent. This is a organizational intent for connecting pedophiles. We have another person. Yes, all code is peer reviewed. I am a software engineer. None of this should shock you. But to see it overtly published is shocking because it's seeing the light of day. Horatio Sands accuser. The SNL cast never stood up for me after the sexual assault as a teen. This woman has accused Horatio Sands of sexually assaulting her repeatedly and grooming her as a young teen. She now alleges that the cast and crew were aware of what he was doing and absolutely not one person intervened into this grooming. No one. It is everywhere. Leah Thomas, ex-teammates, are accusing University of Pennsylvania of silencing swimmers. This is everywhere. This sexual depravity, pedophilia, the transgenderism, it is everywhere and it is being covered up by all of these powerful, organized, sexual fucking deviants and criminals. Many have already forgotten about Sandusky at, universe, or at Penn State University. Never forget, Penn State University had a pedophile on the staff for 30 fucking years who would molester high school boys who came on recruiting trips to see university, uh, uh, Penn State University. Sandusky was raping young boys in the showers at Penn State University other coaches knew about it. Players knew about it. Joe fucking Paterno knew about it. They all knew about it for 30 fucking years. As George Carlin said, it's a big club and you ain't in it. What he didn't tell you was the big club is a big fucking club of pedophiles. Trump is promising retribution. Pedophiles will not get away with this. The fact that these, this, this, this information is even openly being discussed at this point is shocking. How Instagram and Meta as a company's stock has not cratered to zero after this ex, uh, exposure is beyond me. Do you understand? When you're a tech company, your product is the code. Like, I'm try I want to get this across to you guys. When you run a tech firm, your product is the code you write. That's it. So what we're essentially talking, this would be like your Chevy Blazer, including a toddler in the trunk. Like, it'd be like if you opened the trunk or the hood of your brand new F-150 and there was like uh, a fucking photographs and or a, a code for you to follow to access child pornography. Like, I want you to really, like, 
it, this is how completely fucked it is. Yeah, you, know, you pop the hood. Oh, dude, what, what do you got under the hood? That looks like a nice engine. Yeah, it is, dude. It's got this weird code right here, but if you follow it, it's pretty cool, man. You can actually access a bunch of fucking child pornography. What? What? Who did that? Oh, it came from the factory this way. You're telling me the Ford F-150 comes with a fucking code built into the engine that you, the end user, could follow to access child pornography? Yes. Facebook built into their product a fucking path to connecting pedophiles. The fuck? What the fuck? It's the product. It's not, they're not even accusing Instagram of having pedophiles on the app. They're accusing the app itself of being a, uh, having an algorithm inside of it to help connect the pedophile community. It'd be like your cell phone arriving pre, with pre-programmed phone fucking numbers for pedophiles you could text pictures to. You'd go, oh, my phone's arrived. And if you typed in the right emojis, the phone would bring up this list of other people that are fucking criminal pedophiles, pieces of shit like you. And you're like, oh, fuck. Dude, this phone is great. Instagram has to go to zero. Instagram has to go to zero. It has to go to zero. If this were any other organization with any other crime, the federal government would seize the servers instantly. You understand this, right? If this were any other organization that had this built into the actual product, the federal government would raid the, the, uh, the main hub. They would raid the servers. They would seize everything and shut the company down until they could sort out who's responsible. Any other company in America, that's how they handle And I've seen it done. The feds show up, they've got the jackets on, they have guns, they fucking, they have a warrant, they open the door at the facility and they go, everybody hands off the computers. Stand up and walk away from your computers. They go like this. And you have to get up and you put your hands up and they say, everybody over to that wall, everybody exit, no one touch a thing, no one touch a paper, no one touch the computers. Everything, this whole thing is a crime scene. This whole office building is considered a crime scene. If you touch anything on your way out, you will be charged with tampering. That's how this is actually done in a very real way. Up, arms up, everybody up, up away, rotate out of those desks, against the wall, into that room, out to the parking lot. That's how they handle it. Instagram has code inside of their product that helps connect pedophiles with one another to exchange child pornography, phone numbers, and the sale of children. In a actual country with rules of law, this corporation would already have been raided. The problem is the guy sitting in the White House in his own daughter's words would regularly sneak into her shower with her if she showered at normal times as a young woman. Not as a baby, not as even a small toddler, but as a young girl, she wrote in her diary so she was old enough to read and write about how her father would sneak into the showers with her if she didn't 
shower at midnight. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is a fact. And when the, the most powerful man in America is a potential pedophile who molested his own children, everybody below that looks the other way on the same crimes. I mean, it is shocking. I am fucking shocked. It is shocking. And you know what? I do believe we're going to collapse that whole fucking enterprise. I do. The only thing that those sick fucks ever had going for them is that they always stayed hidden in the darkness, and now they're not. Now you're out in the public, and I, I genuinely believe this is one of those things that is eventually, it's going to crater. It's going to crater because people are, not, are done. They're not tolerating it. And we're seeing it from the, the communities in Southern California, communities in Virginia. People are getting out and saying, if the school board's not going to protect my kids, if the school counselors and the teachers and all the appropriate taxpayer-funded individuals who are supposed to be there to protect and guide my children aren't going to do it, I'm going to show up and I'm going to use physical violence to defend my kids. That's what they did in Southern California yesterday. People have had enough. They've had enough. Absolutely, they've had enough. I believe they've reached a breaking point. Now, on a lighter subject, a man came along and he worked for an organization, an organization that was in free fall. And when he joined that organization, he immediately started cleaning it up. He started firing many of the staples of that organization, people who, who had been on that show and that, that network for years. He fired host after host after host. He was cleaning shop. He was cleaning house, getting everybody out of there. The same man then took a bold stance to go ahead and bring Donald J. Trump to the network in one of the most aggressive and hostile environments he had ever faced. And Donald J. Trump went into that, that fucking bear den and crushed and slayed. And the man responsible for that, just two weeks later, three weeks later, was terminated. CNN Fire CEO Chris Licht after just 13 months. I don't know a lot about him, but I know that he fired Stelter. He fired Cuomo. He fired Don Lemon. He fucking axed a bunch of other producers and executives. And then he put Don, Donald Trump on CNN. And CNN had enough. We have news now to report involving our own network. News to us here at CNN and you at home. CNN's chairman and CEO, Chris Licht, is leaving the network. Licht took over the network a little over a year ago. David Zaslov, the chairman of CNN's parent company, Warner Brothers Discovery, he just made the announcement at the network editorial meeting. For now, a leadership team will take Licht's place, led by Amy Antelis, who's the executive vice president of talent and content development, along with Virginia Mosley, the EVP of editorial, Eric Sherling, our programming EVP, and David Levy, our new chief operating officer. Sarah? Thank you, Kate. On our radar this morning, Prince Harry. Chris Licht was the hatchet man, and they freaked out. The deep state's not ready to let go of the power that they have. They're not ready to let go of the apparatus and the methods and the procedures and the, the methodologies that they have created or the normalization of many of the things that they've done, crimes, 
crimes against humanity, crimes against you, crimes against me, crimes against children, financial crimes, you name it, they've done it. Treason, that left the boat fucking years ago. Sedition, ha. They're not ready to let it go. This is going to be a showdown of all showdowns. And President Trump is gaining momentum with each passing day. And you must follow his lead. He's under massive, massive pressure to drop out. Massive pressure of threat of criminal indictment, criminal prosecution, incarceration, loss of wealth, loss of freedom, loss of family. And his answer to that is to quadruple down. Bold, brave, courageous, righteous are what Donald J. Trump is exhibiting during this time. And I think each of us owes him our own courage of support. Keep going. Shit has me fired up, man. I'm focused. I hope you are focused because we are going to stand with Donald Trump and we're going to put him back in the White House and we will have our retribution for these crimes. I really believe that. All right, guys, I'm done. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless our president, Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilley, and I'll be back tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilley Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. See you guys. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not, is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the the, uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just going to have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.